When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Joe Reed, and this is Behind the Mic with Audiophile Magazine. Kendra Winchester is with me. She's a contributor to Audiophile, and we seem to have a week without a theme. Yes, there really isn't a theme to uh, this. It's more like some highlights that I wanted to point out, because a lot of these, I think, are flying under the radar. So perhaps that's the theme. Oh, okay. Flying under the radar. I like that. Good theme. All right. So what flew under the radar for you today? So today we have a historical fiction novel set in 1800s Canada, and that is In the Upper Country by Kai Thomas, and that is read by Milton Barnes, Tamika Tafari, and Wesley French. Okay, I don't know a single one of those narrators. Do you? Did you before you listened? I did not. I And I feel like this is a great introduction because... They have to do so much in such a short amount of space as narrators because, well, I mean, I guess we can we can jump into it. But um, <laughs> there is Lucinda, who is our protagonist, and her viewpoints are performed by Tamika Tafari. And she finds herself in Canada interviewing a woman who escaped the U.S. from slavery and this older woman shot a slave catcher. And so this woman is now in prison and they're kind of deciding if they're going to take her back to the U.S. and all sorts of things. So Lucinda is assigned by her employer to go and interview this woman. And it starts a series of stories and they kind of trade stories and in a lot of ways, a framed tale, I think. So they kind of swap story for story? Yes, yes. So we jump back into learning more about this older woman's history, who she is, and I don't want to give that spoiler, mm -hmm. um, but Milton Barnes and Wesley French perform the perspectives of these uh, Black people who have tried to escape the U.S., who now live in Canada, going back and forth across the border. There's a lot of things that were going on during this time period. All these disparate stories, there's a thread that will sew them all together. Yes. And I, I think it speaks to a lot of, you know, who gets to tell the story in history, who who gets to write these histories. And I think this really points that it's important to listen to, uh, you know, enslaved people and formerly enslaved people's narratives that we still have from history. And I think, you know, I know the author did pull from that in his research of of this novel. So it was a very fascinating read. It made me want to go read nonfiction about the time period as well, which for me is always a good sign. Yeah, no, I agree. So why don't we hear a little bit? 
Yeah, so this is just the opening a little section here and you get to hear the wonderful Tamika Tafari read this part and it really draws you into Lincinda's world. Okay, and this is from In the Upper Country by Kai Thomas. It was dusk and I muttered curses to myself as I made my way down the muddy green lane. Just minutes earlier, it seemed, I'd been tired and keen to finish my day with some stew and warm bread. Some idle chit-chat in the rocking chair, perhaps. Yet instead, there I was, trotting like a fool through the mire and the quickening dark. Mine was an unusual profession for a young woman. In Spansel Narrows, where I was born, there was a kind old bachelor named Samuel Frost, who loved hosting his colored neighbors. Many a night, we brought our suppers down to his estate, dined at his great table, and then sat at the hearth listening to the old-timers. And for years, three mornings every week, my mother would hurry me along through the woods, and I would join Frost in his study while she cooked and cleaned. She has a very introspective way of narrating, kind of an intimate voice. It's very soft, but also quite strong. Yes, I I feel like we're kind of on a front porch listening to her tell her story. Yep, absolutely. That's exactly the image I had too. I, I so that's good. Yes, I love narrators like that. It just draws you in. They just suck you into this other world, and you're right there. It's wonderful. That's a gift. It, it is. Okay, that is in the upper country. It's by Kai Thomas. It's read by Milton Barnes, Tamika Tafari, and Wesley French. New narrators to both of us, but ones we'll certainly keep our eye out for in the future. Kendra, thank you. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay. Talk to you then. Behind the Mic is supported by I Will Find You, a riveting audiobook thriller written by Harlan Coben and narrated by Stephen Weber. Learn more at audible.com slash I Will Find You. And then go to audiophilemagazine.com where you can find reviews for literally hundreds of audiobooks so you can make an informed listening choice. I'm Joe Reed, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.